On this week's episode, we bring you another talent spotlight, Talent for Hire Bo, a creative director, copywriter, and filmmaker with a mix of lifestyle, B2B, and B2C clients spanning 15 years of experience. If you like what you hear, get in touch with me, Julianne, to set up a call with Bo. Listeners, grab your coffee, pop in your earbuds, because this is another episode of Maddox Stripes. off it's fall Bo are you running to the mountains to peep the leaves or are you still pretending it's summer I think I transitioned to fall like way quicker than most people I'm like a big Halloween fall guy so I'm I'm full deep fall mode right now like we're getting ready to put up Halloween decos so okay nice nice are you planning to dress up for Halloween this year yeah so um, my son, who's like 22 months old, got the option of Mario or Mickey, and he's <laughs> Mickey. So my wife's going to be Minnie, I'm going to be Pluto, and then my parents are going to be Donald and Daisy. So we'll have the whole Fab Five or whatever going. Oh, one big happy family. How fun. You'll have to send me photos. <laughs> so Bo, tell us, what's your bread and butter and how'd you earn your stripes? Um, my bread and butter has always just been storytelling, regardless of whether it's, you know, written or video or art direction. Um, but I think one way that my path has differed from other people is that it was all very functional experience. Like I didn't go to portfolio school. I made my own spec portfolio and then built my portfolio based on like real life work from the bottom up. So um, I earned my stripes, I think, maybe the more difficult way, which was, uh, you know, hands-on doing every little single piece and trying to, you know, bite, crawl, scratch for every opportunity I possibly could. Sure. Well, I can imagine that helps build empathy now for the team you surround yourself with and uh, the talent that you work with. Absolutely. Tell us about your creative process. I'd love to hear a little bit about how you get into the zone. You know, where do you start and how do you know when you're done? So one of the things that I, you know, specialize in is, is getting on kickoff calls with the client and really, you know, making them feel comfortable, asking them a lot of questions and extracting that true brand essence or like finding that creative angle. So I think one of the biggest parts of the creative process for me is getting to know the client. And then once I have all that information, I have a period of time where I just dump everything. Like it doesn't have to be good. It could oftentimes a lot of it's really bad, but I'll just like dump all of my ideas out on a Google doc or something. And then later on, I'll go back through that and find the good ones and keep pruning from there. Um, I think I know when it's done, when I found an angle that, at least I've never heard of before, you know, like in my opinion nowadays, advertising and media and marketing is so busy. It's like walking down an alleyway with everyone in every window and every door just yelling at you. So like you need to find a way to stand out through all those people. So I'm done when I feel like I can reach that person walking down the alleyway. Wow. Hilarious yet daunting analogy, but I, it totally resonates. I get it. 
Um, and Bo, for those listening who maybe don't understand what a creative director or copywriter is, could you just quickly define that for us? Sure. So copywriters are usually paired up with an art director or designer or, you know, at least work closely with them, but they'll oftentimes come up with the core idea behind the concept or pair up with an art director to do that. But a lot of times it's the words uh, at the most base level. So you're the storyteller, you're writing the content, where the, where the story's going. And um, when you get to the creative director level, um, you're working with all those collaborators, giving feedback, mentoring, guiding, and making sure that vision stays consistent and effective throughout the process. Perfect. Thanks. So, Bo, tell us about your most favorite or most challenging client. Could be the same, could be different. Why do they top the list? The one that always stands out in my mind was, so recently I was at an agency that focused on jewelry clients. And uh, there's a business called Casala Jewelers in New Jersey. And um, he, the guy who owns Casal Jewelers named Corey, and he's got a big personality and he's what, what was most fun about that was we got to kind of focus all that energy that he had into one specific campaign. And we did something kind of weird and fun and crazy, which is we made him like the guy who's going to tell you the stuff that nobody else tells you kind of like the conspiracy theorists of the diamond world or the anti-conspiracy theorists. So like, you know, all these people are telling you one thing, but here's the truth. And I'm going to give you the diamond truth guaranteed. And uh, we did a, we shot on a white psych wall, like a really tall one. So we could allow for a lot of graphics and animation around him and just did these, you know, took his personality, but focused it into this, you know, personality slash story. And what we came out of it with was like a really entertaining and effective campaign. So I think that one always comes to the top of mind for me. The the videos I watched in your portfolio were quite entertaining and he certainly is a personality, a character. <laughs> he is. He's a character. He's like your classic Staten Island, you know, guy and and uh seeing all the stuff he was doing before that and seeing how focused it became after we worked with him was is pretty fun too, just to see the difference between those two things. Sure, sure. Yeah. So when you're working on a project like that, or, or could be a different type of project, I'm curious, how do you gain inspiration? Um, especially if the, the, the engagement, the product, the client isn't necessarily aligned to your passions as much as you'd like. Yeah. Um, generally speaking, the idea part of it isn't very hard for me because I just have so many, like I'll, I'll write them down and they're always coming to me, but, um, I've worked with clients before where like the subject matter is so far outside my comfort level that I really do need to work on that. Like uh, one time I worked for Glam Squad, which is a service where you could get like blowouts at your house, you know, like to get ready. Bougie. That kind yeah. of thing, right? Yeah. So, and obviously like, if you can see me on this podcast, if you don't look at my picture, you see that I'm not someone who would know what a blowout is or why you would <laughs> or anything like that. So I learned a lot about that process and usually through the research part of my job, I can find some sort of hook or angle or interesting way to approach it that really excites me about the product. 
And so far, I haven't run into any client or product that doesn't get me excited. Good. That's great. Yeah. Do you do you walk around with a little booklet of all of your ideas and, and, and words that you think of throughout the day? Yeah. Yeah. I've got like a, I've got a physical booklet, but I also use like docs online and I have a few different very key places where I will just put stuff into there when, when things come to me. Nice. That I bet that's, I bet that's fun to flip through. <laughs> yeah. So what's a little known fact about being a copywriter that you'd like to share with listeners? Yeah. So, um, in my experience, and certainly when talking about me, copywriters are a lot more visual than people think, because a lot of times they think they're just the words, right? And that designers will put the picture of those words, which essentially is true. Um, for me, I have to make sure that my copy docs look and feel like the structure of whatever I'm writing. So like, I'll do a very crude design and I'll even make sketches and stuff like that to send to the designer. And if they don't go with it, it's fine, right? Because it's just me sharing that vision that I have in my head. But I think the best copywriters have like kind of a visual component to their work and they can really wrap their mind around the bigger picture rather than just sticking to turns of phrase. Okay. And would you rather be involved in something like developing the tone of voice for a brand or is it more exciting to you to be on like, you know, a, a campaign or a commercial for a product or a specific promotion or specific milestone? I love them both, honestly. Like uh, coming up with brand voice for a client is so essential and monumental and like they're going to hopefully use those building blocks for the rest of that client's life cycle or until they decide to rebrand again down the line. So there's a lot of weight to that and it's really important and fun and it's kind of like a fresh slate. Um, but honestly, the way I approach campaigns is kind of similar, you know, like you're working within parameters of that brand's guidelines, but you always want to do something that's going to turn people's heads and get through that clutter, that alleyway analogy I made of, you know, everyone's screaming at you, but <laughs> how are you going to like shoot up a flare or, or make something, you know, appeal more to those people within the brand guidelines of any given company? Sure. It's got to be an interesting challenge to solve. Bo, I'm curious if you could tell us about a time when you affected change in the workplace or for a client. Sure. Um, so in a workplace, uh, the last agency I was at, I would make a big effort to kind of share my experience on how closely art and copy should, should come together on projects. So like doing things like lunch and learns or presentations, things like that to like kind of explain that relationship more and make it okay for people to come together and disagree about stuff or communicate about things. I just think it's a really interesting and healthy part of advertising for the writers and designers to be really close. So that was one of my big, like, motivations at my, while I was creator, creative director at this last agency was showing how that process can be more free and can be more open. And you don't have to follow so many rules. You should really feel comfortable 
having full and open and honest communication with each other. Right on. Well said. That really speaks to me. I, I think that's a great way of looking at things. And I personally love a little healthy disagreement. I think it can be really productive. It sounds like you, you agree too. I'd love a good lunch and learn to bring the team together too. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and why, why should a company looking to hire a creative director or senior level copywriter hire you, Bo? Um, I think my point of view on advertising is it's obviously based on like results and inspiring action. But I think that there is just so much noise nowadays that like originality is key, especially with the advent of AI and like lower prices on technology. Like everybody is using all these different tools and it's just creating even more noise. So I think what I bring to the table is a, a fresh perspective and someone who's going to, you know, be on that Google doc at all hours, finding that perfect angle and drilling down to make sure that like the next time your, your audience base is on YouTube or something, they get hit with that first five seconds of a video ad or something. And they're like, they want to actually watch it through and not, count down until they push the skip button. So my, I think you would want to look at me if you want to turn your, your target demographics heads. Great answer. And speaking of tools like AI, is that a welcomed, are the AI tools a welcomed opportunity to you in your, in, in what you do? Yeah, I, th I think so. Um, for example, like if you got to put out a lot of client, a, a lot of uh, content for clients like uh, blogs or something like that, um, it can really help a lot. And there's actually ways to use AI that will streamline your job and make things easier. But the one thing that it can't do so far anyway is come up with like original thought. What it's going to do is it's going to observe, I think it's like 10 to 20% of the internet. It's not going to come up with something no one else has come up with yet. So it's it's very surface level observational. It can help you streamline and be quicker, but it's not going to be your new creative director. Okay. Well, AI, if you're listening, that's not a challenge. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Shifting a little bit uh, to some, some hopes and predictions, uh, Bo, who's someone you'd love to get mentored by or someone you'd love to mentor? I would love to, so I always looked up to the work that Cactus did here in, and does here in Denver. I would love the opportunity to be mentored by um, Norm Shear there. Uh, I remember interviewing with him a long time ago when I was younger and greener in this industry, but uh, he's, he's a really nice guy. He's a really talented guy. I think he would be a great person to learn from, just all the knowledge and experience he has. All right. Nice. Norm, if you're listening, call Bo. <laughs> where do you hope to be one year from now? Um, I hope to be somewhere where uh, whoever I'm working with or for has put a lot of trust in me to take big swings for their clients and really make an impact. And not only just for the work, but also in the lives of my collaborators. Uh, speaking of mentors, I've been blessed to have some really amazing ones coming up and um, I feel compelled to kind of pass on the love. So at least 50% of my focus would be to um, 
you know, like lift up the people around me and like, you know, help enrich their careers and experiences as well. I appreciate that. And obviously we're, we're living in a weird time in terms of companies making hiring decisions, growing, not growing, being on freezes, things like that. In your perspective, what hurdles do companies need to overcome in order to get back to building and growing their teams? Um, so I don't have tons of knowledge on this, but it almost seems like nowadays when people hire their, they use, uh, they may use like either AI or docu or, or maybe like apps to kind of find keywords rather than look at like work. So I could be speaking out of school here, but I almost feel like there just needs to be a little bit more focus on the work rather than the keywords, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for weighing in. A little yeah. more, little more personal touch maybe too. It right. sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's shift into our, our rapid fire round. You ready? Yeah. What's a hot take or unpopular opinion you have right now? I would say um, when it comes to our industry, you should try to stay on the right line of quality over quantity rather than quantity over quality. Because obviously, you know, you want to be efficient and get a good amount of work out of people. But sometimes I feel like you make minor moves in one way or the other. And sometimes you're dancing in a club you don't want to be in. <laughs> I like that last, that last bit. Would you rather, or not, maybe not, would you rather, do you hit the snooze button or do you wake up on the first alarm? Uh, wake up on the first alarm. That might've been different before I had my son, but now it's, he is our alarm. So you wake up right away. Okay, nice. Would you rather receive feedback live or in written format so you could comprehend it and then respond? This is a good question. I like them both for different reasons. I like um, I like live because it gives you the opportunity to dig a little deeper and you know get the real fine points of that feedback. But on the other hand, when you get it written, it you can always go back to it and make sure that you accomplish it. So it's kind of it's a living you know, piece that you can always revisit. Okay, great. Who's a dream brand or client for you? Man, um, I, I would love to do anything for like a ski resort. So like Winter Park, Vail, Beaver Creek. Um, I'm a big avid skier myself, so. I think doing something for a ski resort would be so much fun. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Guac or queso or salsa? I'm going to go salsa. Ooh. Bo, what's a final thought you want to leave our listeners with? Um, I guess I'm just really excited for the next adventure in my career. And uh, I'm looking forward to joining a team that, really wants to make an impact because in my opinion, it's not worth doing in this industry unless it's something fresh and it's fun and it's new. And so, you know, if there's anyone out there looking for a different angle, um, I'm your guy. 
Love it. Thanks, Bo. Appreciate everything that you've shared today. And I'm excited to see you find your next great adventure. Thank you for being on the talent spotlight of Maddox Stripes. Thank you. This is awesome. And I do try to listen to quite a few marketing podcasts and this is my favorite. So I'm very honored to be on here. Well, that is so meaningful. Thank you so much for saying that. Matic Stripes comes out weekly, produced by Josh Fuller and hosted by Matic Digital. To learn more about our show, become a guest, connect with our talents, or further connect, find me on LinkedIn at Julianne Struff, email me at Julianne at MaddoxDigital.com, or head to MaddoxStripes.com. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. See you next time on Matic Stripes.